Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It's time to do a little time warping as we cut back into the previous week's episode. During that episode, Michael and Mary Sue went off on their own for a little while and did some stuff before going to the Johnson meet after they, after they got together and had breakfast. So this takes place then, and then hopefully that all makes sense. And at the end of this episode, in the outtakes, if you guys don't usually listen to that, Stay tuned for a super special announcement, because that is something relevant to this episode. Thank you guys, and enjoy. So we pick up right when everybody kind of breaks from each other, before they go to the meet for the new job. Boz, Richard, and Chuck going in one car, and Michael and Mary Sue going out for a drink and some errands in her car. Yes, Mary Sue had an appointment in... She's just checked in with Michael to make sure he's okay with uh, riding along for this errand before she drops him off wherever he wishes to go. Yeah, we can uh, go take care of whatever you got to take care of. I don't have anything to do right this minute. Shouldn't take long, Michael. Just just a quick stop. So she will drive to an area of downtown. I believe Riverton is where this uh, gentleman is located. The place that you pull up to is a small tailor slash dry cleaning place. Mm, okay. So she'll pull up and uh, put the car in park, and uh, she'll kind of look at Michael and say, do you, do you want to wait here? or?" I'll go with you, Mary. Okay. So she'll turn off the engine and get out of the car, and she will walk to the back of the vehicle and open the back of it, and she will take out of the back area a plain cardboard box. Michael kind of cocks his head to the side and eyebrows up. Okay. Kind of gives like a half-hearted, awkward smile. Anna walks towards the uh, business to go inside. Alright, you're going to see a big old sign out there. And Michael, this might be a little strange to you because the doorway is troll-sized. Wait a minute, what? They make those now? You're outside of the big and troll tailor and laundromat. Mary, are you trying to tell me something here? Did like looks down at his clothes like am I, is there a hole somewhere I don't see no Michael it's just it's just the location where I have to meet him it's I'm this is pure purely coincidence you look great okay so since you have to meet somebody is it okay that I go with you or do I need to wait outside what oh it's I don't want to make anybody jumpy no one's gonna be jumpy every everything's fine Coming into the establishment, you're going to see racks of clothes and bags that are all set up along the sides in the little lobby area. Mm-hmm. There's your normal small business cashier stuff where you've got a little counter with whatever they use for a cash register in the sixth world. Behind the counter is a young orc girl, maybe 15. Orcs are kind of... 15 isn't R15, so mm-hmm. it's weird. <laughs> She's got some braids starting at the front coming around to the back. She doesn't seem to be paying much attention as she has a small needle and thread in her hand and is working on something. And then there's a back door that has panel next to it with a sliding rail on it so that it could like open up and then bring stuff out and then slide things into the back. And she'll pay you guys a little bit of attention. She'll look up and more specifically look to Michael because this is the big and troll. Kind of ignoring Mary Sue for the moment. Just like a, can I help you? Um. No. Mary Sue kind of looks at 
the orc girl kind of ignoring her and looking at Michael and just, okay. I'm here with her. Oh, um, can I help you then? So Mary Sue will smile and she is holding the box very gingerly, very close to her person. And she says, um, good afternoon. Uh, I was told to meet Rasputin here. You will catch a flick of her eyes as she looked back through the door. Uh, the phrase is, I am, the, the phrase is, I am no longer among the living. She will relax after you have name dropped and then said, said that. She will respond with, but my work has yet to end. Ah, okay. She'll get up from her little spot that she was working, lift a leaf up out of the counter, and motion for you guys to come into the back. Okay. I will motion for Mary Sue to go first, and I will fall in step behind her. The store is also troll-sized and you will come into the back of a laundromat. There are all kinds of dry cleaning machines, normal cleaning washer dryers. There are clothes all over the place. She will lead you back through this maze of machinery to a dryer that has a out-of-order sign on it. She'll take a second, get the handle for it, pull it forward a little bit, just the handle, not the door, turn it to the left, close it, and then pull the whole thing open which reveals a stairwell down into a basement that is probably not on any floor plans. Mary Sue will start to walk down. Michael Apollo. Going down into the basement, it's going to get a little bit darker in here, as if the lights were kind of on their way of dying. You're going to hear some slight machining tools, like a lathe that is spinning or or a drill press that is just in an idle mode, where it's not drilling anything, but the bands and the stuff are still turning. You will hear the dryer close behind you, and then she's going to scoot by Michael a little bit, lead you guys down a couple more steps, down a hallway into a door, crank that open, and inside you're going to see all kinds of machining tools. Things like belt sanders and lathes, and I don't know anything about machining. There's a whole bunch of tools and workbenches and stuff in here. And in the back with a couple of big bright lights pointed directly at him hunched over you will see the form of a large troll Mary Sue will walk up to this troll and Mr. Rasputin are you trying to get around him to see what he is doing or are you just no just standing respectfully at a distance he'll hold up a hand and say just a minute and as you look at it his hand is not troll sized you can see that it is a cyber arm and from the elbow to the fingertips are all elf or human-sized. Hmm. Mary Sue is not going to interrupt him. It'll take a couple of seconds before you hear him swear, put down some tools with a little bit of a thud. He'll lift up some fancy-looking goggles, put them on his head, and turn around to face you. What can I help you with? So she'll put on a smile. The Ivans said you could help me out with something. He'll cross his arms and then uncross them because it's really uncomfortable to have giant biceps and tiny forearms. Mm-hmm. said, ah, uh, perhaps what is it that you need? Bear Sue's going to look around. This workbench that he's working on probably has, like, metal shavings and things like that. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mess. If you look to what he was working on, it was a small pocket watch. Okay. Uh, so she's going to look around for some kind of leather apron or cloth material or something. Seeing you look around for a moment, he'll kind of pick up what you're putting down. He'll get up. One moment. And as he walks away, you will hear like a... 
you will see that he has taken his right hand and removed his left forearm, and he's going to put that down on a bench, go into a drawer, pick out a troll-sized arm, and attach that and repeat the process on his other side, and just kind of shake them out real quick. Go into one of the lockers in the back and pull out a, a thick leather or whatever they use in the future apron, pull it over to one of the tables and kind of push some of his tools aside and lay it out. So she'll smile in a, in a thank you kind of a, a way and, and she'll gingerly set the box down on that leather apron and open it and pull out a Ruger Super Warhawk and reverently set it down on the material and look to him and say, I need you to modify this but I need it done by an artist who will promise me that nothing will happen to it. He'll seem confused for a moment. At first blush, I imagine it looks like a regular Super Warhawk. It does. There's nothing special about this Ruger Super Warhawk upon looking at it, no. He'll come over to it and he'll pick it up and start turning it around, very clearly making sure that it's not loaded. But I'm going to make a composure roll because I want to. Seeing that he's messing with a Ruger Super Warhawk, Mike hesitantly just just subtly checks to make sure that his is still where he had it. Just make sure that Mary Sue didn't pull a fast one on him. No, it's you still have yours. Okay, just making sure. Mary Sue becomes visibly upset when he picks up this gun and starts handling it. And it's like almost crying, but just a weird mix of emotion on her face. Almost pain. Michael's going to come up next to her to kind of see what's going on. He also wants to get a look at that pocket watch or whatever was that Rasputin was working on. If he does see the distress on Mary Sue's face, gently set his hand on her shoulder, just kind of offering some silent support. After he's turned it over in his hands a couple of times, check the sights, check the barrels, check the cylinders, picked at some of the schmutz that might be on the handle. I don't imagine it's been taking the best care of. Looking up from it as he's about to kind of irreverently put it down, he'll see the expression and stuff on your face, and he'll stop, take it with both hands, and gently place it down. What is it you want done? Um, I um, want you to clean it up real nice, polish it, and I would like um, pearl grips put on it, and I would like you to etch in those grips a bouquet of roses and a banner with the name Valentine inscribed. He'll stroke his chin a little bit, pulling out a little bit of his not great goatee that he's got going on, that little bit of hair between his lip and his chin. Real ivory or synthetic? Real. Pearl. Not going to be cheap. How much is it going to cost? He'll pick the gun up again, look over it. You see the wheels turning in his head as he's thinking about the things that you have asked him for. As an artist staring at a blank canvas, he's going to give some nods. Do you need it fast or slow? I need it perfect. So however much time it takes. He'll very carefully put it down. Say 750 new yen. I'll have perfect. 1500 new yen. And I have your greatest work ever. He'll look from you to Michael, whose name he does not know, and he'll just kind of let that sit for a moment. Very well. It will be a masterpiece. It is for you. She'll nod her head. 
he'll get up, walk past you to a wall with some tools on it, pick something up, come back over to you. He's got a pistol-sized device that has some controls on the side. I just need you to hold this as you would your weapon so that it has a comfortable fit. So she'll take it and, and hold it as she would. You'll feel like some memory foam squishiness to it. As you hold it there for a while, you'll feel it kind of solidify and push back a little bit against your hand, getting a nice personalized grip on there. Okay. She will do this until he takes it out of her hand. You'll see him look off an AR. You'll see the grip expand again to its like base form and the other hand as well, please. And she'll do it in the other hand as well. 30 more seconds will go by and he'll take it back from you. I will call you when it is done post haste. And she'll give him a, a burner com code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you want anything up front? No. The Ivans have said that you are coming. That is enough of a down payment for me for this job. She'll nod and smile, and she'll start to turn away to, to walk out, but she'll stop and look back at him and with very serious look. I need you to guarantee that nothing will happen to this gun and that you will do your absolute best work ever. This is her best intimidation right now. Yeah, she's like really trying to impart the gravity. He'll look from you over to the box and then back. And with as much a serious tone, he'll say, With you as my muse, I could do no less. And she'll smile and, and nod her head in a thank you. And then she will turn to walk out, doing a quick glance to Michael. Seeing that, you know, business is done. Was the, the watch in like pieces or anything or... He was in the process of putting together a pocket watch of some kind. It looks old and ornate and very delicate, which is probably why he was using smaller hands. And there's a bunch of tools around to facilitate that. Is there anything more specific you want to get out of this? or? Well, I was just trying to see if it was like broken pieces or whatnot. None of the pieces look broken. It's just in pieces. Like he was fixing it or he was doing something to it. He was doing some very detail-oriented work with it. Just curious. All right. Let's get, uh, you know, I'll nod to him. Start heading out with Mary Sue. As you nod to him, he'll give you a questioning look as if to ask, do you need anything? Shake my head, no. Just curious what you were doing over there. Didn't know if I might be able to help you out or not. He'll say, a little pet project. Hobbies keep the mind at ease. Idle hands, as they say. Fact. I'll just head out with uh, Mary Sue. So yeah, Mary Sue's probably not going to spend much time. She, business is done. She will just walk out, pretty much ignoring that orc girl, and just exit the building and go right to the car. Yeah, Michael, walk out, say thank you, and head out to meet the car with uh, Mary Sue. So um, I don't know about you, Mary, but uh, I could use a drink. Care to join me? She'll think for a second and nod her head. Yeah, that drink sounds good. And uh, she'll go into AR and try to find a nearby bar and put it into grid guide and have the car take her there. And I'm going to assume it's probably a bit on the divier end. Yep. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Pull up, find a parking spot, go on in. It's a great divier, smoke-filled, plain Jane kind of a bar in the middle of the afternoon, so I don't expect it to be too busy. Take a seat up at the bar, not at a table. Uh, Mike comes in, goes to the bartender, and asks for a bottle of Synthol, as well as some Herlg. 
<laughs> and then I wrap my arm around Mary Sue and I walk her over to the table with said bar and said hurl. Said bottle, excuse me. Mary Sue will oblige and go to the table. <laughs> Have a seat. Just somewhere that it's, it can be clear that it's just the two of us type deal. <laughs> look at the bottle. Look at him. Like, thought we were just having a drink. This is. <laughs> she'll pour herself a glass and she'll look at the hurl and say, that is all yours. I learned my lesson with that. I agree. <laughs> um, I'm going to presume there's not a lot of people in the bar with us other than mm-hmm. maybe the, mm-hmm. the waitress, bartender, whatever. There's the bartender, a waitress, and one dude who is clearly the guy that is here all day, every day. The corner post. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seeing this, I will cast the sound barrier around just the two of us, just so I know our conversation is between us. That muffles the sound, so Mary Sue probably knows something's happened. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll pour myself some of the alcohol and I'll pour a bit for you and I'll set the bottle off to the side. Michael looks at you. So Valentine, huh? She'll kind of get that thousand yard stare and, and just nod her head. You know, with, with everything that's been going on, I haven't really been able to sit down and talk with very many people, especially the people that I considered family. You know, you, RC, Boz, Val, so consider this an intervention. What's going on? Because you are not, you're just not. Something is clearly weighing on you. And then to add it all off on top of that, you know, you have this new discovery that you just found out about and had to go spend time with somebody that, to my knowledge, you really didn't like in the first place. How are you doing? Hmm. <laughs> well... Um, let's just say I... Remember, Mary, you're talking to me. Relax. (laughs) Let's just say, um, I felt like a monster, and now I've found out I actually literally am one. So, how am I feeling? How am I doing? Not good, but it's all deserved. Deserved? Deserved. I really kind of don't know how to take that. You're not a monster. You're Mary Sue. <laughs> I don't know. Growing claws and scales and, and becoming uh, a, a, a dragon uh, is is uh, is pretty monstrous. Number one. <laughs> so, and RC would agree with me. Um, RC's a conspiratist. <laughs> RC is crazy. He is, and I've missed the bloke, but. He's a little nuts. But, um, but no, I, I, I had, I had to do a terrible, a terrible thing, Michael, and, and it, it's changed me, and it's made me realize that I'm no longer the person I once was, and I'm somebody that I don't even recognize anymore. You know, it's funny you should talk about that. I might have a little bit of experience in what you're dealing with. Okay. Not transforming, but not being the same person that I once was. You know, you have experience killing the person you love. I don't have experience killing the person I love. I can't say that I have ever loved in the first place. I haven't had that experience at all yet. 
then I appreciate what you're saying. But until you have done that, you really don't know what I'm going through. I am sure, Michael, you have done some things. I can look at you and see you have changed. And that's all I'm talking about. Nobody can ever, ever say they've been in somebody else's shoes unless they've done the exact same thing that that person has done and has reacted the exact same way, which, you know, is literally impossible to to have happen unless they're a clone, but we're not going to go there. But okay, let's boil this down. Last I checked, you're Mary Sue. I'm Mary Sue. Sweet. So I don't see what's different. You can change into a Drake. Now you have a different aspect of yourself that is, uh, made itself known. Surprise. It's okay. Are you going to let the negativity define you? Are you going to let RC's grim paranoia be the truth? Or are you going to prove him wrong? Say, no, I'm still Mary Sue. Get over it. I am, I am Mary Sue, but I am not the Mary Sue that worked at Paradynamics. I am not the Mary Sue that was in college. I am a different Mary Sue now. I am one that is stuck in this darkness and is now lost and will never find her way back to the light. That's a... Ah, like puts his hand to his chest, looks... Yeah, that's a, that, that never's a pretty long time. I, I wouldn't say that. You're right. You're not the same Mary Sue that worked at Paradynamics. You're not the same Mary Sue that went to college. The Mary Sue that went to college was lost the day she hired herself on as Paradynamics because she grew, she got a job, she was working for a company now, not necessarily just going to college. So there was one change. And then we had the incident with Howard and everything got spun upside down and all around. So that's another change that happened to all of us, happened to you, happened to me, happened to RC, happened to Boz, happened to Val, which we still haven't even talked to RC's mama about where her dress went. Love to see how that conversation goes. (laughs) But so we changed and then we did a job. Our first Mm -hmm. foray, it almost seems like as if it were yesterday. Is RC still pining about his back hurting? Mm, He milks it once in a while, but not that often because I think we just started ignoring him. I'm going to buy him a back brace for Christmas <laughs> and a cane. <laughs> and then I had to leave. Mm-hmm. You left. And then I come back and then we find out that you have this wonderful, special difference about you that is rare and unique. And terrifying to a few others. Frag em. <laughs> They can, you know, sit in Drek and spin for all I care because that's not uh, this I can't understand this I can't directly relate to because I've seen the fear I've seen the terror I've seen the horror company your family's eyes as you change from one thing into a variant in my case I went from being a little boy to a big old troll before all of my family. Yeah, they were scared. They're going to be. Mm-hmm. They got over it. It's something new. 
Hell, you ply RC with enough synthol, he's not even going to think about it. He's going to ask for a ride. <laughs> so don't stress the other side of you, because nothing is wrong with that other side of you. It is part of you. It has always been there. It's just a matter of now you understand that it's awake, and you can work with it, if I remember right. Hmm. Yes, uh, Morgana has been working with me to show me how to control it, and <gasps> do you want to see something I can do now? There we go. Now we get a smile. Well. Yeah, show me. And I'm going to take a drink of the synthol and the hurl. I'm going to think about Morgana and try to make it look like her. So, Michael, you will watch as Mary Sue's face begins to not quite, like, bubble and warp, but definitely slowly tweak and change and shift around a little bit to where, after a couple of seconds, it's going to look like this is Morgana's child, like Morgana and Mary Sue had a baby, but closer to the Morgana side of that situation. Yep, no composure. I just sprayed Sinfall all over Mary Sue's face as I see this happening. What? Uh, huh? <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, lean in a little bit. Mary? She'll get a very devilish grin on her face and in her eyes, and then she'll slowly release it and go back to her own face. I'm going to look at the bottle. I'm going to spin it around just to make sure that you know, I'm reading the right alcohol content. I'm going to look back. That's... Whoa. I've been practicing. I'm getting better at it. Wow. What did he... What happened? I don't know. I don't huh? I don't understand. It's something with the, the, the thing inside of me. It changed. Changed me. And I can do this. And I know it's... It means something. It, it means I don't have to... I don't have to look at myself. I can, I can be anybody. I just have to think really hard and I can, I look like them. I even tried to look like, like RC, but that was weird. It just looked like an RC with boobs. Yeah. That, oh, oh, you, you need to do that so that I can get a picture and then go send it to his mama. And then I, um, I tried to look like Boz and that also didn't, didn't work out too well because I just, I still look like an elf. But like orcish, it was weird. But Morgana, Morgana, I can do because she's closer to what I look like, and so, and so I just need to to try to look like people who are closer to what I look like. But I can change what I look like, and so when I look in the mirror, I don't have to see me anymore. I can see anybody I want, and that is that's that's the key. Mike kind of cocks his head to the side, see a little bit of something breaking inside his eyes, reaches his hand up to the side of your face. Don't ever lose this, Mary. Don't ever lose who you are. Don't don't let go like I did. Like you did? Chicago. You don't talk about Chicago that much. Um, it's not something I enjoy talking about very much. It's uh, different than everything here. Here there's some sort of... <laughs> there's, there's sanity. There's... <laughs> there is... Uh, almost a sense of norm here. Well, Chicago must have been a hell of a thing if what's here looks like sanity. They don't stop, Mary. Who? The bugs. They don't stop. They keep coming and coming and you think you're doing doing right and you think you got it handled and you think you think you're going to make it through without a um, 
<laughs> without a casualty, without anybody going down or getting hurt. And then you turn around and there's more and they keep coming. And, and, and no matter what you do, it doesn't, it doesn't change. So she'll look hard at you as you say this and she'll pour another drink. Well, you said we were here to talk. So maybe now you should talk about Chicago. I look to you, look back to the bottle, pour myself another drink, chase it down with the hurled, pour another drink. We can do that. But you got to promise me you're not going to run out the door away from me, Mary. I've lost one. Hell, I think at this point I've lost Boz, too. I think we've both lost Boz. I, I don't think how many more of my friends that I consider family I can end up losing. The look on her face when I told her I did what I said I was going to do at the very beginning, it was it was a look of shame and disgust that I did what I said I was going to do. And that's something I learned in Chicago. You say you're going to do something, you do it. You, you're going to blow something up, you blow it up. You're going you're gonna to eliminate a problem, you eliminate a problem. Otherwise, you get things like this happen to the side of your face and nobody's to blame but you because you didn't do what you said you were going to do. So she'll put her hand, her little elfy hand, into your big troll hand and squeeze. And I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm here with you. And I don't think there's anything you can tell me that's going to make me run away just like I just told you about the horrible things I've done and become and you haven't run away from me. So I guess it all started... When I got this call from Mr. Johnson. announcement I mentioned earlier. Next week is an audio drama style release that our sound effects guy Oz put together. He did all the writing. He did all the editing. He did all the sound effects. He did all of that crazy stuff. It's up on the Patreon right now on the $3 tier, and it's about all of that stuff that Michael went through back in Chicago. We got some people from the Discord to come in and do voices, and it's super awesome. The other announcement is about merch. In this episode, Mary Sue went to an artisan's gunsmith to get the weapon that she got from Valentine customized. And we went and we found an artist because this was a pretty big moment for her as a, as a character. And we got that art drawn up and done up real nice. And I've added it to the Spreadshirt webpage where we have all of the rest of our cool merch. That should be live by the end of today, this Thursday. So I'll have a link to the shop in the description. If you guys could swing by and check it out, that would be cool. On with the rest of the outtakes. I believe Riverton is where this uh, gentleman is located. Since we got this fancy map that somebody found through Googling Googling. that has things on there, yes, Mm -hmm. it'll be in Riverton, which is as specific as we've ever gotten. (laughs) Yes, so she will drive uh she will drive there. I assume 
I mean, is it like like a like a warehousey place, or is it like a no? So the what is it? You will catch a flick of her eyes as she looked back through the door. What was the code phrase or token or something that the Ivans gave you to make introductions with? Family. Um. Tell you, RC, pause, Val. So consider this. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Don't ask me. I wasn't a part I'm of that. I'm not combo. starting again. <laughs> you just need a goofy code phrase. I know. I don't know. Hold on one second. One vodka, please. One vodka, please. It could be something as stupid as the black crow calls at midnight. But you know, uh, the phrase is, "I am the the phrase is, I am no longer among the living." He'll get up just one moment, and as he walks away, you will hear like a. Good luck finding something for that, Oz, because it's going to be better than my <laughs> stupid mouth noises. <laughs> Not going to be cheap. Oh, and RC would agree with me. Um, uh, this is RC's where I don't know. Because I have... I would expect uh, Pearl would be... Well, cultured Pearl is probably more common, and so that would probably be okay. Um, How much are you looking to invest into the uh, custom look? Modification you're putting to on this. Best five thousand new yen. <sighs> Way more than Ruger Super Warhawk is even worth, correct? Way more. And probably yeah. way more than what this would cost because it's not um mm-hmm. So I, that's that's my level of importance. So what does he say? <laughs> sure. Um let me double check what the uh wanna look at the actual stuff. So the the actual custom look modification is about 300 bucks, which mentions grips made from exotic materials and chrome or gold plating. Um, chrome. Yeah. Just think for a second. Nod her head. Yeah. That drink sounds good. And uh, she'll go into AR and try to find a nearby bar. <laughs> I don't know. Grid guide and Growing claws and scale. I don't know what GM was looking up in the book, though. So <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Mary Sue can add Rasputin as a 4-2. Michael can add him as a 4-1. Artisanal gunsmith. Yeah, show me. And I'm going to take a drink of the synthol and the hold. And see you have changed. And, and that's all I'm talking about. Nobody I can ever, that. ever see. What do I roll for that? Body plus one. Seven dice. Seven dice. Here we go. Do I succeed? (gasps) I do. Do I? I mean, it's not a fail thing. It's a matter of how how close the target I get. You have experience killing the person. So I guess it all started when I got this call from Mr. Johnson. And that's probably a beautiful time to cut mm-hmm. off for the... Exactly. Yes. Yay. <laughs> now we have to go into that. We need to record that. Yeah, thankfully, uh, that's another thing. Thankfully, that's another thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me go ahead and kill all these recording things. Mm-hmm. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and 
all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to, to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. Music and sound effects are provided by Sirenscape, and I don't think I need to add anything else, so...